Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams. Brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. So I'm Neil Dreskill and today's podcast is talking to you about doing an unscheduled man overboard drill. Uh, now the reason I said unscheduled rather than unplanned is because for training to be effective usually it makes sense that there is like an introduction a, a, you know a learning outcome some sort of training uh, and then a debrief of lessons learned and implementation otherwise we're basically just doing stuff um which is better than doing nothing but yeah bang for your buck the any training you do i want you to get even if it's not involving us i want you to get the maximum out of it possible so let's have a bit of a focus on this one the reason i say an unscheduled man overboard drill is what I'm looking for is a scenario where you might be doing a passage I'm really more focusing on offshore today for this one um and coastal sailing or 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 maybe beyond um but that you might say yeah within this trip we're going to have a man overboard exercise which we will treat as if it's the real thing but we're not going to designate exactly when it is. It's, so the idea is it kind of it keeps us focused, makes us think about it, and adds a sense of realism that rather than we go, okay, we're going to be doing a man overboard in three, two, one, man overboard, that we actually um, just are doing our thing and suddenly we go, oh my God, man overboard, and we do what needs to be done in terms of spotting, marking, turning, uh, controlling and recovering simple as that he says so my challenge to everyone is that if you don't feel like this is something you would be happy doing why because generally speaking um people don't fall overboard with it being planned it it was an accident any number of contributing factors um and then we got to deal with it and so I really want to make sure that those first kind of uh, five, ten seconds go as well as possible for you. And the, a really good way of doing that is what I'm suggesting now. The reason I also build it in like this for you is I'm all about sustainable practice, not just you know, in terms of looking after our beautiful planet, but in terms of there's no point, I mean, you can, lovely way to spend 10 minutes, you know, you listen to me chat on about something and go, yeah, that was a good idea and not do anything. Um, some of you probably thinking now, oh yeah, that does happen a bit. But really, I want to find a way of building this into your normal boating activities. So the cool thing with this is, you know, if you're three hours off of destination and you suddenly go, hey guys, let's have a power. We're going to do a man overboard today. Everyone's going to be like, oh, come on, mate. Like, can we do it next time? Like, let's just get there and get to the restaurant or whatever. But if you've agreed it before you even go, then when it happens, it just happens. You know, hopefully it only adds 10, 15 minutes to the journey. If it adds more, that's probably time well spent, um, more so than necessarily in a restaurant, dare I say it. Um, and if it's quicker, good on you. Well done. So there's usually different points of sale that create the anxiety, you know, uh, when we're pulled out, when we've got a spinnaker up or, um, uh, maybe if, uh, we've got, you know, a, a 
two people sailing together and the less experienced person uh, is the one that might be on their own. And this, if it's done well, can be a really engaging exercise. I would encourage you to um, also separate the, um, the whole spotting and stopping and the recovery as separate issues. So please just, with what I'm looking at for this drill, make the objective how you control the boat, how you manage those first few seconds in terms of marking and spotting and what equipment you might use. And there I say I encourage you to consider actually launching something overboard to you know get some muscle memory that you can actually recover. The reason I say this is because it's amazing how quickly you get out of sight of someone, even in a fairly small swell. You know, if you're traveling at six, seven knots, which is not that fast, and you've got a one and a half meter sea, which is not that big, it will probably only take you um, a minute before you're well below 50% visibility. Um, as an example, um, oh, I should clarify this. I always use visibility because if we just talk meters, it's irrelevant, right? The how far you can see someone will vary depending on sea state, what they're wearing, light, um, whether you could see them to start with, um, um, etc. So if I tell you that someone's 50 metres away, that doesn't actually tell you whether or not we can see them. If I tell you we've got 100% visibility or 50% visibility of the person, i.e. we see them half the time, that's super critical because at the point we've only got 50% visibility, if we're sailing away from them, and we don't have to be, we've got to have a really good look at why that's happened, and I'd much rather that happened in a drill. Point, going back to a second ago, point being, a, you know, just last week we were doing this drill, literally a week today. Um, more challenging, you know, it was probably a two-metre swell running, 20 knots of wind, and we were um, uh, out a couple of miles off of Sydney Head, so, you know, it was, and it was night time, um, so plenty on, and... Um, but planned, like proper planned. One, you know, we're going to. We talked about it the day before. We practiced it in daylight. We did a um, another practice that day, and then we briefed that we were going to do it, and we immediately went to well beyond zero visibility instantly with very good crew. So we completely lost the dummy. The next one, once we debriefed it, and you know, reinforced some of the issues that came up in the first ten seconds of you know not tacking the boat and. Um, keeping the spotter designated just as a spotter and making sure the spotlight is in a predetermined location. We never got below 70% visibility. We didn't even get 50% visibility for the entire uh, pickup, which to me was, you know, just, I don't know if you can get a better example than that. Like that was 20 minutes of their time and they went from instantly losing someone, knowing that it was coming to not even you know, having them really out of sight at all throughout the entire managing of the boat. So put it into your plan, um, have the conversation. Um, I hate to say it if you're getting resistance, but you really want to have a proper look at that because um, I certainly wouldn't be comfortable sailing offshore with someone that wasn't uh, comfortable to do this. Um, and, um, you know, if you want some help aside from our personalized training where I can come on the boat and do this with you and very happy to. Um, 
in a structured lesson there's also uh within our online skipper course module five we've got um resources to help teach you how you put this plan together and what you should be looking at uh so i hope this has been helpful for you man is always a dark one we end up coming back to it quite a lot but don't let it be a dark one make it achievable do it do this drill by day do it in calm water and build it up so that you can say at some point we're going to chuck a fender and a bucket over the boat uh, over the side of the boat ideally don't put people over the side of the boat um uh in case it doesn't go well and uh and we're going to recover it and we're just going to you know even if we just use a boat hook let's just focus on keeping the boat under control and not losing them and um, please let me know how you get on i love getting the emails from you guys and social media pictures and things when you've you know you got out there and show us what you've been doing and um I obviously always hope you don't have to put this one into practice for real thank you